little bit of Ike and Tina this morning. Ike and Tina. Ike beat the shit out of Tina religiously. Tina loved him so. Kind of like poor people in the Democratic Party, right? Democrats keep fucking them over saying, I love you, baby, but I love you. Smack that bitch up. I love you, baby. I love you. Smacked up. And poor people are falling for the Democratic Party just like Tina did for Ike Turner. It's true. It's true. Look at gas prices. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, come. Easy, Tina. Calm down. Uh, gas prices. Electricity is getting ready to skyrocket, whether you want it to or not. And who does that impact? Does it impact the uh, the guys making, you know, mid six figures with a 401? No, it, it impacts poor people. It The party of the Democrats is the minorities and the poor people, right? And who do they fuck over first chance they get? Poor people. But then they tell you they love you. They love you. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Let me get to this real quick because uh, this is what I'm talking about. Now, Mr. Varney, old man Varney on Fox News. Uh, he's talking about how the electric prices in the UK have already just skyrocketed and we could expect to see more of that here in the USA. And, uh, you know, the party of the poor people see the difference in the UK is they're doing oh, something about it. Hearing from my relatives in Britain, they're not happy. Their electricity bills have doubled in the last two months. They're paying the price for the UK's ultra green policies. You know, Britain is a very green place. It prides itself on being the in the vanguard of the climate fight. All right. Well, now they've got to pay for it. Same here. Your electric bill is going up a lot. Now, it varies from state to state. But in New England, New York, California, you're looking at a very nasty spike. We are paying the price for the climate crowd's green dreams. The difference between the UK and America is that they, over there, those guys, they're doing something about it. They know they need more fossil fuels, so they're going back to coal. They're going back to oil and gas exploration, and they're extending the life of nuclear power plants. There is no such policy reversal here. The Biden team is still opposed to fracking and pipelines, and still makes the drilling permit process onerous in the extreme. Instead, the Greens, like Bernie Sanders, they want a windfall profits tax on the oil companies, just like Jimmy Carter 40 years ago, as if that would make any difference to the supply of energy. Two weeks ago, the Wall Street Journal suggested a question for President Biden. Here it is. Mr. President, will you do everything in your regulatory power to make it easier for American companies to produce more oil and gas? The answer to that question, if it were to be asked, should be, yes, in this emergency, we'll do everything we can. But so far, the Biden energy team has done nothing. Check your electric bill. You're not going to be happy. Boom. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Good stuff, right? Uh, you guys elected him. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, the Democratic Party, I don't know, man. Biden not doing a damn thing about it. You know, they shout out things like go electric cars when we don't have the infrastructure to charge electric cars that everybody could afford and went electric cars to begin with. It's all just a sh complete sham, complete sham. And they're still limiting our ability to make our own oil, do all the stuff that we need to do here. Uh, forget a nuclear power plant, which is probably the most modern day efficient way of supplying power to the United States. Our electricity is failing. Our uh, it, gas. Electricity. Who does that impact? Who does that impact? It impacts poor people. 
That's that's the main people. People that are rich, if their electric bill jumps from, I don't know, 500 bucks a month to 1100 bucks a month, does it really impact them? No. Who does it impact? It impacts the people that are living paycheck to paycheck, the people that are just trying to scrape by, and now they've got an extra $100 a week in gas and an extra $100 a week in uh, utilities. That can really cripple them. Uh, so, and what is the government doing about it? Like we're in a state of emergency regarding our resources, oil and power. And what are they doing about it? Absolutely nothing, nothing. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. And who's going to take it up the ass? Poor minorities, poor people in general, just poor, poor Americans. They're going to get fucked by this administration and they're not doing anything to help you. So you know, I've said this before, you know, like Trump, everybody hated the mean tweets. Everybody hated Trump just not being presidential, blah, 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 blah. I did. I hated it too. But you have to vote for your with your pocketbook. You have to vote where the rubber meets the road and what's really going to impact you. This love affair with the Democratic Party by poor people, I just have never understood it. I have never understood it. But it goes on. It happens. It's there. All right. Let's talk about the story out of Yale. So an, an administrator at Yale, basically what she was doing for how many years was this? Let's see. Uh, it was a long time. Um, say it was Jamie, Jamie Patron, 42, pleaded guilty Monday in a federal court in Hartford, Connecticut, to two counts of wire fraud and tax offense for her role in the plot. Uh, it started in 2013. That's why I was looking to try and see. Well, and continued well into 2021. So this person at Yale was in an administrative role. And what they were doing was uh, they were authorized to write checks up to 10K without any approval from anyone else and, you know, no oversight. So this person from Yale basically scammed Yale University out of $40 million over the course of 2013 to 2021. Um, and how they were doing that was they were ordering iPads, uh, Microsoft Surface tablets, and they're having to basically drop ship to some address in New York where somebody was liquidated, liquidating them at New York, or wholesale prices, and then just sending her a check. And they totaled in $40 million, $40 million. That's a lot of money. Uh, good thing. She's not black because she'd get locked away for a very long time on doing this. But, uh, Patron's ploy started back in 2013 and continued well into 2021 while she worked at the university, according to us attorney's office. Until recently, her role was director of finance and administration for the Department of Emergency Medicine at Yale. Uh, okay, so it goes into the whole thing. Uh, let's see. Do they talk about sentencing in here? I read over this this morning, but I didn't get down to that part. Uh, her scheme continued successfully until August 2021 when Yale officials received an anonymous tip that Patron was ordering suspiciously, suspiciously high volumes of computer equipment, uh, according to the court records. At the time of her guilty plea, she agreed to forfeit the luxury vehicles as well as three homes in Connecticut, a property she owns in Georgia, may also be seized. Uh, Patron has also agreed to forfeit more than $560,000 that was seized from a Maziv Entertainment LLC bank account. Federal prosecutors say the loss to Yale totals approximately $40 million, $504,200. Ah, uh, man. Doesn't talk about her sentencing, though. Well, she's white. She'll probably just get like, you know, six months probation. She won't be allowed to go into an Apple store, uh, you know, some stuff like that. Um, 
<laughs> 40 million. That's a lot of freaking iPads, man. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather, uh, in, in hopes to boost his, uh, new NFTs that he's releasing, he's releasing, releasing a line of 5,000 NFTs. And, you know, the whole thing with the NFTs is basically people go to these, um, what is that chat platform? Uh, discord, discord, you know, that's, it seems like all the NFTs, if you want to get involved in NFT, you got to go to their discord chat and everything. Well, Floyd, Floyd Mayweather was trying to up his discord chat, uh, population for his upcoming NFTs. And so what did he do? Well, he basically gave out a hundred thousand dollars to one of his fans and, um, you know, made them sign up. They had to retweet, they had to sign up for his discord and they had to jump through all these hoops and able to be eligible. And one fan did receive $100,000. And because of this publicity stunt to get people into his discord chat, it looks like they gained about 75,000 members in the discord chat. Uh, which you'll probably get another bump because of the news cycle and everybody that's talking about it. But Floyd Mayweather, if you're one of his fans, who said you can't buy friends? If you got money, you can buy friends. Floyd Mayweather just bought 75000 for his Discord chat. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's what's going on with that. Now, a crazy story <clears throat> that happened. Uh, where was this exactly? I don't remember the location. Uh, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. So I'm assuming it's St. Louis. Anyways, there was two kids. Um, to a 12 year old fatally shoots cousin and herself during an Instagram live stream. Um, a 12 year old girl and her 14 year old cousin were both shot in the head during a live stream on Instagram. The girl's grandmother, Susan Dyson told the St. Louis post dispatch that the girl Paris Harvey and her cousin Karan Harvey were filming in the bathroom of a home. Their family had rented to celebrate multiple birthdays. During the video, they started to play with a handgun when it accidentally discharged, striking Karan in the head. As Paris went to pick up the gun and went off again, this time hitting Paris in the head, both children were pronounced dead at the scene. While the police have labeled the shooting and murder-suicide, Dyson said it was just a horrible accident. It wasn't a situation where they were arguing or anything like that, said Dyson. They were playing with the gun when they shouldn't have been. Of course, they shouldn't have been doing it. I think it just went off. It went off by mistake. That's crazy. Uh, it was no murder. It wasn't a suicide. She told the newspaper it was a freak accident. It happened. Investigators are trying to determine who owned the gun and how it ended up in the hands of Paris and Quran. Uh, they have not said if anybody will face charges as a result of the shooting. So there's a gun. It's a vacation home. Um, obviously, it must not be. It's probably a ghost gun. You know, it's not registered to anybody. Otherwise, they'd already have a name of the uncle or whoever else was in the home that had the gun. Um, Tragic story. Tragic story. You know, you bring a firearm. Was the gun already in the vacation home? I doubt it. I mean, it could have been. It could have been. You know, Airbnb, people leave, leave stuff behind. You would think if you have an Airbnb, though, you're going to make sure that you don't leave any weapons or guns uh, behind for your visitors to find. I mean, that would, unless you forgot about it, probably a family member had it there. Who knows? But that's a tragic story of two girls screwing around on Instagram. And I'm blowing each other's brains out. Tragic, tragic, tragic. Okay, one thing that I'm looking forward to. <clears throat> hold on, that's the wrong link. I don't want. I don't want to do that link. I want to do this one right here. Um, one thing that is coming out. Oh, I actually have it open right here. There we go. Let's get rid of this. Uh, a movie that was part of my childhood. 
I remember back in the day when we'd get VHS tapes and VHS tapes were expensive. And I think one of the most expensive ones that we ever bought, and I want to say it was like, like 40, 60 bucks back in the day was the great movie with Maverick and Goose, Top Gun. Well, after two years of delay, uh, it looks like Top Gun is going to be coming out. It said September, but they released the trailer and, uh, here, let's just take a little look at it. It's, 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 I think it's going to be awesome. November 19th. 30 plus years of service. Combat medals, citations. Only man to shoot down three enemy planes in the last 40 years. Yet you can't get a promotion, you won't retire. Despite your best efforts, you refuse to die. You should be at least a two-star admiral by now. Yet here you are. Captain. Why is that? It's one of life's mysteries, sir. Scientology. inevitable maverick your kind is headed for extinction maybe so sir but not today no oh, i actually can't wait for that one uh yeah i'm a big top gun fan uh hopefully hopefully they infiltrate it with scientology and uh tom cruise goes off and fights the thetans and all this other kind of nonsense i can tell you who's not going to be in that movie is kelly mcgillis because if you've seen her recently uh she looks like barney but not purple and um there, I, there's got to be a love interest right well it's not going to be kelly mcgillis guaranteed guaranteed uh poor girl poor girl hit the wall hard hit it very very hard very, very, very hard. Uh, Ron DeSantis, <clears throat> governor down in Florida. You know DeSantis, the the uh, poster boy of the anti woke movement. Uh, he's the the patriarch of parental consent regarding the "Don't Say Gay" bill. Um, he's the pontiff of the parents, uh, the anti leftist warrior. Well, uh, he's suing the feds again. He's coming after the feds, and this time he is joining with 20 other states uh, to to sue the federal government over the mass mandate on federal transportation. Um, it's not much of a story other than they're suing the feds. 
Uh, Governor DeSantis announced Tuesday at a press conference that Florida and 20 other states are suing Biden administration over the federal mask mandate on public transportation. If politicians and celebrities can attend the Super Bowl unmasked, every U.S. citizen should have the right to fly unmasked, DeSantis, Republican from Florida, said in a representative from Florida, said in a statement. It is well past time to get rid of this unnecessary mandate and get back to normal life. So, you know, as another attention grab, uh, he's suing the government. He added that more people would be willing to fly to Florida if they didn't have to mask up to get there. Uh, Do you really think that being masked in a plane is determining whether or not you fly? There's probably a small percentage that are like, yeah, you know what? I'm just not going to fly till after this. I don't want to wear a mask in a in a metal tube hurling at 500 miles per hour through space um, for five hours from California to Florida. I just don't want to do it until that mandate's lifted. There might be a handful of people. I think for the most part, I don't think it's affecting people too much. Uh, what's probably affecting more people going to Florida is the lack of employment and the lack of money and COVID just fucking people over financially that probably has more to do with it would sue the government for that too while you're at it um but desantis going at it going at it with a lawsuit against the federal government good for him good for him good to see somebody fighting back right uh let's see what else do we have here there's a gnarly video of this pile up on the uh pennsylvania doesn't really play well for uh for audio podcasts but you know what let's let's pull it up because if you're watching on YouTube, so if you're listening to the audio podcast and you want to see this, uh, you're going to have to pull up the, the YouTube link. Oh, that's loud. So what's going on is there's a, wow, just semi-trucks just, just slamming into each other. As somebody got out of their car and went up on the embankment on the side of the freeway and just started videoing as this was happening. And it's just a minute and 37 seconds of people just hauling ass with limited visibility and just smashing e- into each other on some freeway in Pennsylvania. Uh, the pile up in, ridiculous. Oh, I guess it's I could show it to you guys. Jeez. And it made, made the visibility down to zero. And we, oh, oh, God, oh God. man, that guy almost got it. Shit. Damn. My car is gone. I want to, I need to get all my shit out of my car. But it's too dangerous. And this, this shit's on fire. This shit. Oh, look at that. I need to get the fuck off the road. Best narration ever for this. Damn. This is crazy. My car. No. Look at that fire. Oh, my God. Yeah, you better watch behind you, bud. Yeah, this is crazy, man. What am I going? You know, it's one of those things. It's like, what do you do in that situation? I guess you just get yourself out of harm's way as soon as you can. And I know like exiting your car can be really, um, really dangerous uh, to exit your car. You know, they say it's safer to stay in your car. But at that same time, you know, where people are just barreling down on you from behind with limited visibility and it's just causing a pileup. Uh, looks like these four people that were standing on the embankment out of harm's way. Looks like they made the right decision. That's tough, man. Can you imagine having a kid in the car and all this crap going down? They showed one guy and he was standing right outside of his car. And then this other car just came in flying and just spun his car around. He almost got hit. That's insane. Anyways, that was in Pennsylvania. That was 
Schuylkill County, and it was snow squalls brought visibility on Interstate 81 down to near zero. And uh, it was Mike Moy that shot that video. Huh. Well, you ever wonder what the number one bar is in California? Well, apparently it's a tiki bar, according to iHeartRadio. Um, they says America is packed with all kinds of bars, but only a handful stand out above all the rest. MASH compiled a list of the best bars in every state has to offer. And the number one bar in California, according to MASH, is the Tiki Tea in Los Angeles. I've never been. Have you been? Tiki Tea in Los Angeles. Uh, they say, this is the quote about the Tiki Tea. There are some amazing bars in California. Shout out to Merchant Saloon in Oakland, Zam Zam in San Francisco, and Marlin Club in Avalon. But the top spot goes to Tiki Tea in Los Angeles. The classic Tiki Bar was opened in 1961 by Ray Bowen, who bartended for the Don, the Beachcomber. Oh, isn't the Beachcomber that in Laguna? Anyways, now Bowen's son, Mike Bowen Sr., and his sons run the bar. It's a petite place, just 12 bar stools, but there are 94 drink options. It goes without saying that if you want a tiki drink while in Los Angeles, you can't go wrong with this place. It's signature, signature drinks such as Cactus Kula and Fog Cutter and Ray's Mistake. Anyways, it's a cool looking little tiki bar. It almost looks like uh, it almost looks like the Trader Sam's at Disneyland. It's about, it looks like it's about that size, maybe a little smaller. Four stools there, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yep, twelve bar stools, a little tiki bar. I'm gonna have to check that out. I'm down for a a good uh, little uh, tiki bar, tiki bar excursion. Sounds fun. Uh, let's see. Uh, um, it looks like uh, what's his face? I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. Um, Tucker, Tucker. Looks like Tucker's jumping on the whole bandwagon of insane teachers. And he's starting to quote some uh, Instagram account, Libs of TikTok. Uh, let's check out what he's having to say about these teachers. Here we go. Come on, Tucker. Give it to us. What do you got to say? Campaign. Here's what elementary schools look like now. This has been my first year in preschool with a class of my own. We've been talking about gender and skin color and consent and empathy and our bodies and autonomy. It's been fabulous. I teach my elementary school students about gender identity. Some people are girls, some are boys, some are both, some are neither. I might tell this kid, we do have a flag in the class that you can pledge your allegiance to. And he like looks around and he goes, oh, that one? So every emotionally marginal young woman with a nose ring now teaches at your kid's school. I teach my elementary school students about gender identity, said Yeah, and he's, and he, <laughs> is the nose ring, is the nose ring the new identifier for a lesbian uh, uh, wanting to indoctrinate your kids with gender to your preschoolers? That first teacher, didn't she say she was a preschooler, a preschool teacher? <laughs> But but it is it does seem like the nose ring is the um, identifier, uh, you know, like back in the day when when I was young, I believe it was if you were gay, you wore a male would wear an earring in their right ear, right, and if you're straight, you can get away with your puka shell necklace and your earring in your left ear. But I think the nose ring has now become synonymous with a militant lesbian teacher that wants to indoctrinate your kids. Uh, about their your preschooler and have them question their gender identity. Uh, a lot of that stuff going on. Uh, here's another one. Let's see if I can pull this up. No, oh, come on now. Oh, yeah, you know, man, these teachers. Oh, 
Hold on. How come I don't have... Another teacher in the school building right now. I have a couple kids who have come to me and told me that she has called them out in the middle of class. Can we just can we just take a moment to examine this greasy ass hair and the uh, the the nose ring? Uh, this is a dead giveaway, but that greasy hair, oh man, gross. For being gay, she said some pretty terrible things about me um, and the club, uh, telling kids that she thinks it's stupid and a waste of time, and you know we're pulling kids out of her class, which technically yes, you know we are pulling kids out of the class um but it's only for 30 minutes a week and it's on mondays so the last like 30 minutes of first period the she really doesn't say how old the kids are but she's pulling kids out of out of class to have her indoctrination class uh, i don't i don't even have to play all this video it's just it's just uh, mm, oh man man uh, here, here's here's another one here we got another one they're, they're just popping out of the woodwork today state that I would rather lose my job than out one of my students to their families. Um, being a safe person, Nose ring. a safe place for kids that don't have that at home is one of the best parts of being a teacher. Um, so yeah, I'm not doing it. I don't know. Fire me, sue me, take me to jail. I'm not doing it. There you go. Teacher willing to get fired over the fact that she does not want to share information that her students share with her uh, with the parents. Once again, parents' rights getting trampled uh, because this Yahoo with the nose ring and the fat tongue. I wonder if her tongue is, it's, is it her. It seemed like her tongue was getting in the way when she was talking. Well, lesbian, maybe she has, do lesbians get erect tongues? Maybe, maybe that was going on. Maybe she's turned on when she's making this video. I don't know, Jake, that's just way over the line. You shouldn't be saying that. Da, 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 da. Okay, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll just progress on past that. Uh, there's another school in New Jersey, and this middle school is uh, facing a backlash after forcing students to watch a transgender hormone treatment movie without uh, getting any consent from the parents. So what was going on? The movie that they watched is uh, Teen Years on Testosterone, and it's an LGBT activist. Aiden Dowling details transitioning from biological female to a transgender male through hormone injections. Uh, after injecting testosterone in the video, Dowling states, you can build up the courage to stand up for yourself in a way that this is what you want to do with your life. Uh, okay. Anyways, the staff at Pearl R. Miller Middle School in Kinnelan did not notify parents about the video or lessons, which included material showing leftist gender ideology and slideshows, including vocabulary such as binary, non-binary, and up to 70 other labels. Dowling later spoke at the school, the star of the movie, later spoke at the school uh, at a school-wide assembly as part of the school's Stories of Adversity and Resilience program. Parents were given the choice of opting their children out of Dowling's speech, but were not given the same option for the hormone therapy movie, movie, which had already been shown to the children before Dowling scheduled speech at the school. Uh, you ask yourself, well, why, you know, that's a little over the top, and this is exactly why. Uh, DeSantis would post this don't say gay bill, don't groom children bill. It's not really a don't say gay bill, uh, but that's why he passed this in Florida to get rid of this nonsense. Um, you know, the thing about this is they're showing this movie to kids with these 70 different, whatever gender identities, whatever it's a man transitioning. But some of these kids were of the age where they hadn't taken the basic biology to even separate male to male and female pretty much. And, um, you know, so they're kind of putting the cart 
before the horse and jumping into a movie with a guy's doing a 10 year transition when they haven't even been educated in the basics of biology. And that's what DeSantis was doing with that bill in Florida. When he's talking about ages five to seven, you're, you just, you're not going to do this kind of stuff there. You know, you got to stick to the basics. And I agree with this, this, with these parents here that are upset, you know, and here's some quotes from some of the parents. <clears throat> Let's see. They're learning about this ideology of gender before they even have classes on the actual biology of males and females. Then it says here, many parents protested that they should have been given the option to refuse their child from being shown the hormone video. Another parent says, my concern is about transparency and parental rights. Another parent stated, the school district introduced my child to a topic I do not want taught at school or they do not want taught to their child. Another parent said, they didn't ask me. They did this without my permission. I decide at what age and how much detail my child will receive. As a parent, I have that right. Well, you know, as a parent, you should have that right, but your rights have been getting just completely dominated and just, you know, just destroyed with what's been going on in these schools recently. And that's why you need to probably, because before teachers operated on some principles, you didn't have to regulate everything because teachers had common sense, right? They understood what was appropriate, what wasn't appropriate to teach your children. Nowadays, that common sense, those, those self-imposed boundaries by teachers have gone out of the window in a lot of circumstances. And because of that, like in Florida with the don't say gay bill, they have to implement something in there that instills common sense into these teachers because they don't have it themselves. So if parents keep getting pissed off about this, which it looks like they are, you might see other bills popping up that kind of mimic what's going on in Florida because, hey, man, it should be a parent's decision of when they want to do something, you know, but, you know, that's what's going on right now. And everybody seems to be, um, well, they're not okay with it, but what are you going to do about it? You know, what are you going to do about it? You got to vote at your school boards. You know, you got to put some of these regulations in place because these teachers just cannot think for themselves. Another story that was coming out that uh, kind of revolves around the whole pronoun debate is a medical student, a four-year medical student at Wake Forest School of Medicine. Uh, basically, she wore a pin on her lapel that said she, her. Those were her pronouns. And some patient, what did he do? He said, uh, um, oh, I have it here. Um, he said, I had a patient I was doing a blood draw on. This is her talking. Uh, see my pronoun pin and loudly laughed to the staff. And the patient said, she, her, question mark. Well, of course it is. What other pronouns even are there? It. And so her retaliation for this guy kind of making a joke, making a light, lighthearted comment about her pronoun pin, um, she missed his vein intentionally and tweeted about it and then went back and, you know, finally got his vein. But she intentionally poked this guy with a needle. So she's in a little bit of hot water and she's on hot water because she tweeted about it. Um, you know, she could have just done a little sly, oh yeah, this is my pronoun. I said, oops, sorry, sir. And then done it again and just kept her mouth shut and nobody would have been the wiser, but she tweeted about it. And so now she's under fire and that was at Wake Forest middle school or not uh, medical school. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't mess with it. Don't mess with the nurse with the needles pronouns, man. Uh, you might get it. You might get it pretty good. So things are changing at Disney. Uh, Disney's being very progressive. And so, you know, uh, Disney 
has an issue because they use a lot of gender identifying terms, uh, boys and girls, welcome boys and girls, princess, prince, uh, you know, all this other kind of stuff. And uh, the woke police at Disney, which is uh, Vivian Ware, Vivian Ware is the company's, uh, what is it? She is the diversity and inclusion manager. And she is teaching a course for Disney cast members on how to handle these gender identifying situations at Disney. And this is from um, some company meeting. Somebody recorded this video in here. We'll just play it real quick. Here we go. Vivian Ware, the inclusion manager for Disney. Last summer, we, we removed all of the um, gendered greetings and relationship to our life skills. So we no longer say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Um, we, we've trained, we, we've provided training for all of our, our cast members in, in relationship to that. So now they know it's, it's hello everyone or hello friends. We, we are in the process of changing over those, those recorded messages. And so many of you are probably familiar when we brought the fireworks back to the Magic Kingdom. We no longer say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we say dreamers of all ages. And so I love the fact that it's opened up the creativity, the opportunity for our cast members to look at that. We, we have our cast members working with merchandise, working with food and beverage, working with, with all of our guest facing areas where perhaps, you know, we, we want to create that magical moment with our cast members, with our guests. And we don't want to just assume because someone might be um, in, in our interpretation, maybe presenting as female, that they may not want to be called princess. So let's think differently about how do we really engage with our guests in a meaningful and inclusive way that makes it magical and memorable for everyone. And, and, all right, so that's just uh, that's all the clip I got. Uh, so I'm curious if there's a girl in a Cinderella dress, a little toddler girl. You know, you see them all the time at Disneyland, walking around dressed up as a little fairy tale princess. Um, it looks like Disney's making the move to not address them as princess. So I'm curious of what the uh, what the replacement word is going to be. If it's not princess, what is it? Who knows? Who knows? But Disney, thank you, Disney, for getting woke, woke, woke. And, uh, you know, taking to task, uh, these, these gender, these horrible gender identifying terms, uh, Fauci was in the news once again, and there's that new variant of Omicron, the BA.2, BA2, Omicron subvariant currently accounts for more than half of the cases in the U S and, uh, Fauci is saying Americans should be prepared for new COVID-19 restrictions. Really? We're going to go down this road again. Well, apparently so Fauci says he does not anticipate major COVID-19 surge in the U S I don't want to use the word lockdowns that has a charged element to it, but I believe that we must keep our eye on the pattern of what we're seeing with infections. He said, noting that the U S is currently moving toward normalcy. Okay, well, that's kind of, it's another one of these things where it's a Fox headline and they're going for the worst. But he also said here, this is the important part. Having said that, we need to be prepared for the possibility that we would have another variant that would come along, Fauci noted. And then if things change and we don't get a variant that does give us an uptick in cases and hospitalizations, we should be prepared and flexible enough to pivot toward going back, at least temporarily, to a more rigid type of restriction, such as requiring mask indoor. And that was Fauci on Sunday. He was on a BBC program, I believe, where he was talking about this. So there's the face of the weasel right there. And uh, he's out there to possibly have us 
locked down again. Well, he's not ruling it out if it comes again. I just hope America has the balls to stand up against this kind of stuff if they try to implement this one more time. I mean, you know, in the words of Drago in Rocky, if he dies, he dies. Let people make their own decision. If they want to go out there without a mask and lick doorknobs and die of COVID, let it be on them, man. Let's don't penalize everybody. Okay, so that's going on. That's what's been happening in the news. This is a quickie, a quickie. Yeah, a quickie. And uh, yeah, I think that's all we got today. Oh, I'm already 36 minutes. Yeah, news happens fast, and I report it even slower. Anyways, this is Jake with Radio Underland. If you have any questions or comments, you can email me at jake at radiounderland.com. If you'd like to come on the show with me and uh, you know go through the news with me and be a co-host uh, over the phone, audio, let me know. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be making some changes here pretty soon. I'm not going to be doing this alone. I've got a few, pe- few, few people, <coughs> a few people in mind that might join me for doing these shows, and we might spice things up a little bit. Anyways, this has been Jake with Radio Underland. Be good humans, be good people, and uh, I will see you later. Now, I, I want to get uh, some music to play us out. Let's see. What do we have? Oh, that's still Ike and Tina. Proud Mary. That works for me. You tell her, Ike. Rolling on the river. On the river. a lot of plates in Memphis. And I popped a lot of tank down in New Orleans. He popped that bitch's mouth down in New Orleans, too. The good side of the city until I hit the ride on the river boat. Queen, Rolling, 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 rolling.